everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. Do I really mean it when I say that we're family first? If this crumbles and we lose everything at the expense of our relationship or vice versa, like because we still want a relationship, are we really going to let it go? Because we've been there. Welcome to Hustle & Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we're sisters and business partners. Yes, it can get messy. Making big decisions with your big sister can be hard. How do you determine what to do when you disagree? And how do you accept that, sometimes, seldomly, you're not the one who's right? So welcome to Perfecting the Partnership. In this series, we're learning about what it takes to work together by talking with other partnerships to understand their dynamic. And today, we're joined by Holly and Amanda, owners of Greenhouse Picker Sisters, a specialty rental company in North Carolina. They are fifth-generation pickers with a love for all things vintage and unique. They have a stylistic eye for all things design, are fully invested in their client's vision for their special moment, and also offer their beautiful marketplace for parties, baby showers, bridal showers, or any kind of small event. We are truly lucky to have them in this industry and lucky to call them our friends. Mm-hmm. Holly and Amanda, welcome to Hustle and Gather. Oh, hello. That was, so that was very Hi, sweet. Guys. Made 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 my day for sure. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Fun fact. You I guys, know. when we opened the Bradford, you guys were the rental company that yes. uh, did our grand opening. Yeah. So and it was Seven your years first ago, event. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was I know we look back on those pictures and we're like, oh wow, we really <laughs> brought the junk. <laughs> You really yes. dug into that vintage. Yeah, we did. Vintage it was theme. very vintage. We did. But it was totally the style then. It was it's, like a Gatsby theme. Yeah, it, was it was. Yeah, yeah, it did work, but we did roll up in like a, a vintage truck full of stuff and we're just going for it. <laughs> yeah. Had no idea what we were doing. So tell us um, just a quick little bit about what got, what got you guys started and, you know, in the industry. So we got started about uh, seven years ago and we were just in a really bad place. We had just lost our dad. And we really needed something that brought us some joy and some uh, vision back to our lives. So we decided to rent our family's collection. And it was a very fun thing. We started with photographies, got asked to do weddings many times. And we said, hell no, we're never doing that. People in the event industry are, that's just too much. And then we started doing uh, small weddings and realized that we really loved it. Went to the beach for our very first wedding and fell in love with it. And we're like, oh, we can actually do this well and have a lot of fun with it. And hopefully in time, a long time, make money. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually. Eventually. And then it kind of developed into getting crazy um, messages from clients like Dana, who I remember this. Holly called and said, okay, so Dana from the Bradford just called and she wants to know if we have 100 wooden chairs. I told her we did. I know we don't, but (laughs) I told her that we did. So you and granddad need to start hunting for wooden chairs. What kind of wooden chairs? Like 75. Yeah, we only have like 25 and it's like in two months or something crazy. Or less. Um, And so that's how we kind of grew our collection is just as our clients have Mm -hmm. needed stuff, we've said yes and Mm -hmm. then gone and got it. So So, like getting back to the start, did you guys like, where did you have all this stuff? (laughs) And why? Why? So growing up, we would always have, my grandma and my mom would call it funkadelic buildings all over our, wherever we lived, whether it was a garage, on Greenhouse Lane, which Mm -hmm. is where we grew up. 
So we had a greenhouse, we had garages, we had multiple buildings full of stuff um, that we started using. We would just go to my granddad's house and say, we have a wedding for this. They want to do like cupcakes on like old crates and stuff. And we would just pull from his collection. And then we started picking every week too. So that's where it started. And we had a trailer, which we still have now. Um, that was my dad's for a nonprofit that he worked, Mm. um, that he had. And so we just sorted in that. I forgot about that. We sorted in there. And then when we moved to, when I moved to North Carolina in 2015, we got a storage unit. We did my third floor first too. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. Clients up there. Yep. And we had an office and it was really, we were just fumbling along as we went for sure, but we really started getting super distracted in a good way. Like I think there's a lot of ways to get distracted and this was just a really fun way to get distracted. Then we got super lost in it and really started loving it. And then just were like consumed Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. it and just, you know, this is going to be good for our family. No, I promise. I promise. (laughs) I feel like this is going to be good for our family one day. And our husbands were like, no, it's not. You've lost your mind. This is not fun or good. You're not even making any money. (laughs) (laughs) And you're hauling stuff up three flights of stairs and down. Yeah, that was awful. It was awful. Did you guys always always know you were like, was it like whose idea was it, I guess, to say this is what we should do? Or was it just stemmed up together? So I came into town early 2014 and I'm pulling this from my memory, but I think you were on a plane and you read an article about a vintage rental company in California called Found. Mm -hmm. And she was like, we need to do this. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we do need to do this. (laughs) So we were in her house here. And my husband and her husband were in your garage. And so we went out there and we had put the kids to sleep. At that time, we had four. And I remember going out there. We're like, we are going to start a rental company. And they were like, what? And we were like, yeah. So we kind of joked about it. Like, we we thought it was funny. And then I went home the next day. And I remember on Monday morning, you called and you were like, okay, really? So I'm about to start a Facebook page. What do you want to, what do we want to call our business? And I was like. Wait, you were serious? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So I remember I was standing outside of my house in front of the garage and we're like coming up with all these things that were important to us. Like definitely we knew we wanted greenhouse in it because that Mm -hmm. where we lived had a big impact on who we were. And then also got engaged on greenhouse lane. I got married on greenhouse lane. Mm -hmm. And so it's it was huge for us. Right. And so then we were like, well, you know, we like to go picking. So that's cool. And then we really are sisters. So that's cool. So then. That's kind of how the name came about. Um, and then we started getting followers and we were like, oh, okay. okay they think it's fun too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then one thing turned into the next yeah. and then we got our first wedding and um, that was actually a friend from high school. And we were like, you know, I'm like on my computer making an invoice, quote unquote, in like mm-hmm. Excel. Right. <laughs> it reminds um, me of your first wedding. You guys talked about how mm-hmm. you and they're we're like they're never gonna say yes to this invoice. I think it was a thousand dollars. Yeah, we were yes. like, who's gonna pay? We were this? driving all the way to Outer Banks, bringing an entire truckload of stuff. Like, did the whole wedding, stayed at the wedding, cleaned up after the oh wedding, and we were like, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I sent the message, and they're from California. They're living in California. They got the the invoice immediately. We're like. What? Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. Knowing what we know now. Right. And that we made no money. We just lost money, just threw it away that yeah. wedding. Um, so, but it was a little bit of joy that we had an experience mm-hmm. since yeah. our dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And so um, we actually had fun mm-hmm. together. And we actually were like, we did a good job. Like we took what we had and we did a good job and it was fun. And I think it just kind of clicked that wedding and a few other ones that we could really 
I felt alive after having kids and being home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was terrible at being home at mom, like a Mm -hmm. stay at home mom. I tried, I just threw myself into everything. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to just do that. I want to do something else. And I think I can do both and do it well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just morphed like there. So remind us who's the older sister. So I'm older, yeah. Holly, <laughs> and I'm wiser. I mean, but I'm not the true that. older sister though. Like, yeah. so like, I don't take the role of basically like she has always been a very strong personality and I'll just be, I'll just be like, oh, it's fine. Go, Yeah, you, sure. That sounds good. I'll, you know, like she was just kind of leading the pack and I'd be like, okay. I mean, when you say it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I think that you're definitely more of the flower child child dreamer. Mm. Yeah. And I think you come up with the crazier ideas. I think to me, I'm the more realistic one. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I feel it's yeah. very similar. To I think are. that too, but I think I'm fairly grounded in the numbers. Yeah. Like when we make decisions, like I'm the numbers girl. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't make sense or that does make sense or we can't yeah. do that now. We have to do that later. Now, so are you also the dreamer? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But I mean, I think definitely originally, like that was kind mm-hmm. of like the roles that we found ourselves in where I was like, hey, we're going to do this. And Dana's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to do this. Wink, wink. Yeah. And Sounds then good. we're like, nope, but we're really going to do it. Uh, but then I think like as we've worked together now for like 17 years, yeah. like Dana's definitely had some ideas that we've gone with and whatnot. And yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit. But she's definitely, I feel like she's more like loosey-goosey in life. Mm. Like she's more like, oh, it's wherever the river takes me. And I'm like, well, where's my boat? Where's my paddle? Mm. And please tell me where we're going on this map. And yeah. are you bringing the life back? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because some, because no, sometimes like yes. when, the, when the universe is spoken, you just have to go, lean into it. Like you just got to go with it. Like you fight it. It's just like this internal battle. And like I was done fighting that. So I'm like, all right, that's where it's going to go. That's where I'm going to go. You do have to get to that point. You know, you're, but you're going to like, try to mm-hmm. mitigate all the things as much as you can but if you've done everything that you can do and that's the path that it's going lean into it that's yeah, where it's going that's true so yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about it, it gives yeah. me anxiety mm-hmm. thinking about it so. yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna stay over here I know I would ju- I would just like to say that we just had a podcast where we were talking about self-care things and I'm talking about the things that I do for self-care and Dana decided that her self-care was an empty inbox so I was like, I don't know. Like we're on two different pages. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not Dana. minimizing that, but I'm just saying that's where we're at. I'm like sure. yoga, taking a nap, empty inbox. I, I it's it was more like things that where I could actually relax. Like I can't relax unless like I know what yeah. I'm having for dinner and I know that there's lunches for the next day and all like it's it's about organization like that it's like your mental me, download yeah. and then when all piece. that's done mm-hmm. then you can't because can. what I have learned if you don't for different personalities like some can just shut it off like I think Holly is really good at like the world can be spiraling out of control and like she can shut it off and go and like do life mm. whereas I have just learned if I don't shut everything down properly like mm-hmm. you're saying mm-hmm. Dana then I won't enjoy it mm-hmm. if I do try to go and have something. Like, there's still that little voice in the back of my head, like, your kids are going to starve. You yeah. <laughs> They're now, not going to starve. Great. I'm not great right now because I do have a newborn. So I will but say your that normal I'm definitely self, falling you just short. Had a baby. Yeah. It's different. But I definitely agree. Like, yeah. I've just gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, I'm okay with saying no to mm-hmm. things. Because I know that I want to enjoy it once I'm there. Because well, and I you want to sit on it for a while. You want to sit in it for a while, too. Like, and you actually want to process it and, like, think through it. And you know that that's healing. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I am, too. Yeah. And, like, and it's, like, in the business 
part it's really hard because like for me I, I do have to process things and sometimes I know I'm being irrational but if you talk to me about it now like I'm going to say things I shouldn't say and I'm going to be a total asshole yeah so I just need to like come to terms with it I need mm-hmm. to figure out how I really feel about it because yeah. I think being a sister you know this the words you can say that are the most damaging and the most hurtful yeah and like I don't want to be that person so but then Courtney's like constantly pestering me like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong I'm like I'm not ready talk about it I don't pester at all anymore what are you talking about I'm just like no news is good news I'm just gonna assume it's not me until you tell me differently (laughs) except for the whole time she thinks it's her (laughs) but I'm not gonna talk about it (laughs) yeah that's definitely uh definitely true um and I think too being sisters and Mm -hmm. business partners Mm -hmm. um you have to give a little bit more space when you didn't necessarily do anything wrong that mm-hmm. you can think of, but like there's a fine line. Like sometimes I'll call like, I'm calling you as your sister right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to talk about business. I actually have like a family, not a family mm-hmm. problem, but like I need you sure. to be my sister for a couple minutes mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about work because it always comes up. But it's hard to find that balance and like, yeah. you know, knowing, just keeping both of those roles. Yeah. And not and saying it. We didn't used to say that. And it was like, hey, like, it's kind of like in a relationship. You just can't wait for it to be romantic all the time. You may mm-hmm. need to say, like, hey, I really need you to, like, give me physical touch more mm-hmm. this week. It's not about the movies. It's because I need it. Mm-hmm. It's like with our relationship and how far we've grown. It's like, hey, I need you to be my sister, too, and not just my business partner. And on this phone call, I'm saying that maybe you've been more of my business partner, and mm-hmm. now I need you to be more of my sister. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not waiting for like actually saying it out loud and 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 being like, oh, okay, like let me. Sh- sh- you're right. We haven't really done a lot. We haven't connected in that way. What do you need? You know. And so, mm-hmm. but like when not saying it before, there was just tension. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's really true. And I think this like kind of segues great into like the conversation about like kind of job roles because mm-hmm. I feel like when job roles are unbalanced and mm-hmm. one feels like someone's doing more than the other, or you feel like personally like traumatized by what's happening at work like it bleeds into the sister relationship you're like I can't see anything but what's wrong with what's going on yeah right now for sure yeah for sure I think what and one thing we we were talking about because I feel like we've had to go back thinking about this conversation was when we first started our business uh, even a few years ago we didn't have staff, so you're wearing mm-hmm. every hat. And every any person who's wearing all the hats all the time, and you're a mom and a wife too, mm-hmm. you literally are the worst version of yourself, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to run a business. So for us, we were, weren't really sure. We we didn't have a name to her. We didn't think, oh, we're both in the wrong roles or we're wearing too many hats. We just didn't enjoy what we were doing or even yeah. being around each other. <laughs> and it's like, what is happening or what has happened? Because we've always been so close. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you start realizing, oh, like you're actually functioning in a place that's awful for you and same for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I definitely think that when we when you aren't staffed as a business, there are and even when you are staffed, right, there's things in our job roles that we don't want to do. But we know we have to as business owners. But when you're when you're not staffed and and starting out, it was like we both wanted to do or thought we needed to do everything. So like we would both go to the accountant. We would both go, you know, post on social media. We would both meet with clients. We would both go to every event. And if one of us didn't go to the event, then like you said, we felt like that person wasn't doing enough. And then we realized like as fun as it is to 
do some of those things together, like it's not realistic for us to always do them together. So that's kind of where we were like, okay, like I'll take the money side. You take the social media side. We'll split meetings. We'll take weekends because at that point we were working every single weekend and all week. And so she would do a weekend and then I would do the next weekend, which was kind of a bummer because that was the fun part about Mm -hmm. our business was doing events together. And then we took that away from each other. Mm -hmm. But then we found like we could do things outside of business together that would be equally Mm -hmm. as fun. Um, And now we've gotten it to where we are only on one weekend a month. And um, that has definitely brought some balance back to our lives. Yeah. I mean, don't you think, though, like when you so when I look back, you don't really. So, you know, with our business, there's a ton of logistics, which I'm terrible at. And forever, I would just say I didn't really realize how terrible I was at them, but I really was terrible. And there would be so much frustration because it we I just didn't do it well. Like, I'm like, I don't I can't think through it. I'm very stressed right now. Like, but I didn't want to say that I couldn't do it. I didn't want to say like or I didn't even really understand that I really was terrible in that position. So like we were, there would just be conflict between her and I all the time. And, you know, I think that's where you have to really figure out, you know, what, what is really going on here and how, like, it's really hard for a small business to be handed a handbook on how to figure this stuff out. You don't, you're not putting a name to it. So like, what would you guys say to someone like, you know, going back to where we were, it's like, at what point in your business should you really be thinking through that? Or what does that look like? Because we could have really used help like way mm-hmm. earlier than we had yeah. when we were starting a business. I felt, I felt like for us, like kind of to those points, it was a little bit mentally, like no, relationally easier when we were both doing everything. Like everybody knew they were giving their all. If we, if someone couldn't make it, like maybe they had a baby you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't like begrudged or anything like that. Everyone knew they were giving 100%. I felt like for us, it became murkier when we were managing people, but not doing what it is that we actually do as much. Wouldn't you say? Mm. Yeah. But I think for me, and this is a good question is it's a, I think it comes down to trust truly. Mm-hmm. I think when I think back on things and things I didn't want to give up is because I didn't trust Courtney to do them to the level that I wanted mm. them to be done. And that's mm. somewhat of like a control thing. Amanda, have you ever felt this way? Oh, a hundred percent. I was actually <laughs> just thinking about like the frustration and what Holly was saying with logistics. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of our, one of the, a bigger fight in my mind was we were packing goblets for a wedding mm-hmm. and in my mind, they needed to be a certain size and a certain look. And Holly didn't care. <laughs> like, she was like, who cares what size they are? Like, in her mm-hmm. flower child mind, and in a I good way, like, all different sizes. And, and nobody's going to, I mean, now being in the event industry, we know more than guests know or the mom mm-hmm. knows. Like, people aren't going to notice the things that you think they're going to notice. Sure. So, like, it could have been completely fine. Sure. But, like, I remember being like, why would you think that that is okay? And we got in this huge fight. And that was, I mean, that was a really sticky season in our business because yeah. we were so busy and so... And bitter. We were bitter. We were bitter. We were, and, and just didn't even have time to think about how we were treating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, understaffed, overbooked. And um, it was a really difficult time because... There's constant conflict. Yeah. So now it's like if you're on and you choose to, you know, change something or I mean, in the in the rental industry, 
it is very difficult sometimes because sometimes things come back broken mm-hmm. the, the day before mm-hmm. or stained. And we don't have 500 of e- any item, right? right? Like we're specialty rentals. So like sometimes the couch will come back with a wine stain from the night before mm-hmm. and you only have, you know, it, it might go from one truck to the next truck that day that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we've kind of gotten to the point where we have to make executive decisions sometimes and it falls on whoever's on that weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, like, it's, but it goes back to your trust thing mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And trusting of our staff too. I mean, we do our best to make sure that our stuff looks good, but mm-hmm. like the reality of it is weddings are a fun party mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, our things don't get treated nicely all the time. And um, so then that just falls on whoever's on that weekend to make that call on how we're going to fulfill the order. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, it came down to the trust. It was more because I, I am very particular um, and I have very strong feelings about how things can go. And a lot of it comes from I'm very much like a perfectionist. So like, I don't want to put anything out there unless it's a hundred percent. Like I don't like I don't like my name being attached to something that's only 80% done or 70% done or whatever. And it's why I struggle a lot being in the middle of C&D events, that side of our business. And I'm not saying our planners aren't wonderful and perfect. A lot of them do a lot of wonderful things. But when I look at the processes and I look at the, maybe in my mind, the, like all our girls have this, please wait 48 hours for, to return an email. I'm like, I never did that as a planner, like ever. Like I was like, I had to reply within six hours. And then, Right or wrong, it's just how I felt like it should go. Like customer service was so important to us or whatnot. So to me, it was an issue of like, I knew she'd make good decisions. And you're right. You had to figure out how to let go of certain things. Like, okay, it's it's good enough for the client. Mm-hmm. But there were some non-negotiables. Like there were some things I was like, this is how I want it to be. Like, it's really important to me that this is how it's done. And if you can't do it this way, then you can't do it. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, we've had that, too, where it's just like, this is very important. <laughs> yeah, we do have that. And and you're like, the painful part is really getting them to really understand that this is mm-hmm. a non-negotiable, right? It's mm-hmm. like, even in your marriage, like, or there's fighting and then there's a legal fighting. So there's mm-hmm. like a line that you cross. It's mm-hmm. just like your standards. Okay, like we may not, you may pick different goblets than me, but this is like a standard or a value all across our business. Mm-hmm. This is a non-negotiable mm-hmm. right. that we both have, and they're both they're very different. Like the client experience for me, though they come into the warehouse, like you know, that's like a heartbeat of mine, and I love that. And and so that I'm passionate about that. But when it comes to logistics, I'm I it, so the non-negotiables of really getting them to understand what they are and how important it is to you is a little painful. But it's so important for both of you mm-hmm. yeah. or any business, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's also hard as an owner sometimes. And Holly and I had this conversation this week like, you know, you're paying them mm. and it's their job mm-hmm. to do it the way that you want them to do mm-hmm. it. And that's very difficult mm-hmm. to uh, manage adults and have to tell them more than one time mm-hmm. because they're your staff, yeah. you know? And, and, I think that that is, we want our, you know, business to be something that's fun and like that they want to come to. But at the same time, like there's a balance in like being too nice and too lenient with trust in people that are incapable of giving you the Mm -hmm. product that you need, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like 
when we're not there, which we shouldn't have to be all the time because mm-hmm. that's why we're paying yeah. such a big staff yeah. to do their job. <laughs> I know. Um, it's that's like why two thirds of my money goes back out to payroll. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have guilt about one yeah. not being there because mm-hmm. I'm paying you. If I wanted to be there, I wouldn't have you. Or I would feel bad about the standards you have in place. Right. Like they're right. there for a reason. That's why you have a job because right. we create a great product and yes. there's a return. It's yes. good for everybody. So if you can't do it, we have to find someone yes. else who can sure. when we're not sure. there. And if I have to be there, then I don't need you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you guys find that you have to manage each other? Um, I think there's definitely we a little bit of accountability. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I think like so. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you have felt managed, Holly? I think, oh, there yeah. have, <laughs> I think there definitely have been seasons where like I'm honestly she's in, leaning on me more right now yeah. but I'm, I'm a, leaning more on her at different times mm-hmm. but yeah. I had three kids a long time ago yeah so she's leaning on me right now but usually she does have more of a say and more of an opinion mm-hmm. but she knows like she I understand that she's leaning on me so I've been trying to step mm-hmm. up more and think about what she what matters to her mm-hmm. even though it doesn't matter to me have you ever looked at each other and at any point said like I'm not your employee we've had all out brawls and fights yeah. though I mean like we've said other things maybe not those <laughs> words yeah <laughs> I I think ours would be like I'm gonna really need you to do this yeah um I've never thought of her as an employee yeah mm-hmm. um I, that's how that's what would be my response yeah no but- um, I think it's definitely a 50 50 as far as like that goes but there have been seasons where like you know different things for different reasons I mean gosh and then with COVID like Mm -hmm. that just threw a whole whole other wrench with everything Um, but there have been seasons where we have said like I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. or I really need help in this area or I really need you to step up and do do your job Mm -hmm. Um, yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> do your job. Was, like, yeah. I really need you to do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, we've both said it and we've both been at different seasons. And I do think that what you're, when you're going through stuff in life, regardless of your personality, mm-hmm. there is, it is, you know, there is conflict. Mm-hmm. But we, I don't really know when the real shift was for us, but it was, we did decide that in a partnership, I do think you have to decide this. So like your family and your partners. Mm. So you do have to decide, do I really mean it when I say that we are, we're family first? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do I really mean it? And what does that look like? Or are we going to put this business first? And we've done that multiple times where it's the business first. So it's like deciding like if this crumbles and we lose everything at the expense of our relationship, or vice versa, like, because we still in a relationship, are we really going to let mm-hmm. it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. You know, and it's, and that's where you have to come back and like you said, process it and say, a partnership is already hard enough. But then when you're family, it's, it's even harder and it's being good to one another, co- handling conflict. Like, it, it, I think organically it happens over time. Right. Yeah. But no one's telling you are giving you a class or sending you to a conference on like right how to do this. Yes. Yeah. You, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say like uh, I think we're talking about job this in this section of conversation. I think where a lot of tension is is what I call the mental plate, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times, and I you know I begrudge I begrudge it. I begrudge the fact that I think a lot, and and I know that if I say hey I need you to do these five things, she will do those five things and she'll do them well and it'll be fine. 
but it annoys me. I have to tell her to do those five things. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you, I feel like there's times when you're like the one carrying that mental plate a lot of times, like it's overwhelming. I'm not saying it's like that all the time, but yeah. there's definitely more like, I think it's definitely a bigger, more of a role that we play in that. So like, is that, is that ever been an issue with you guys? Like, yeah, I mean, oh, she's that for person. sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't mind doing anything, but I have to be told. And I think that's where it's like, if this isn't cute anymore, I actually need true honesty. You need to give me a mm-hmm. list if you want. Like, I'm not thinking about the things you're thinking about. Yeah. Right. Even though you want me to be that epic business partner who's just like great at business. Mm. I'm not. I'm great at people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want me to do it and you're thinking about this stuff, you don't wait for me to to know it because I'm not going to think about yeah. it. Because I think there is like some amount of like. You can wish all you want, right? Mm-hmm. My husband used to say, you can wish in one hand and piss in the other. And yeah. let's see which yeah. one fills up faster, right? But you ha- you can get better. And I definitely mm-hmm. think like my partnerships made me better at in seeing some of the holes and some of the things that I can Absolutely. improve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But there is only so much mm-hmm. that that's going to change based on like your personality and like who you are. Like your DNA. Right. And your DNA, <laughs> right? Because like, there are yeah. things like, yeah. for example, you know, in our in our personal partnership, how often does Dana think about money? Like how often do you think mm-hmm. about the ebbs and the flows of that or like the tax payments or the health insurance or like all the things that like go into the behind the scenes? That's always on my plate, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's literally mm-hmm. like two thirds of my plate. So I'm working with like a third, you know, because mm-hmm. I manage all of that. So I think that sometimes I think what happens in partnership is you're blind to what the other person is actually doing. And I think you can very easily fall into that like taken for granted kind of position because one I'm, looks more and Dana mm-hmm. could go into any place like Dana could go into any company and sit there for a couple of months and improve processes and procedures like that is literally like Dana is a process procedure SOP person mm-hmm. and I could go in and I could be like you should be doing x mm-hmm. like I don't know how to fix this but really your best idea is to stop doing this and pursue that, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so like it's two very different skill sets and do you ever find in your partnership that you begrudge the skill set that you were given. Oh, I think that I'm begrudged upon because of the skill set that, <laughs> yes. that I've yes. been given. Um, so but it's interesting yeah. to me she that you do the, the money guy. and mm-hmm. that you do more of the logistics because mm-hmm. I do the money. Mm-hmm. And I could literally work at home 40 hours a week. Maybe mm-hmm. not 40. I don't need quite that many. But just doing that. Mm-hmm. And thinking and, what we could be doing better. Sure. And... But yeah, there's still expectations for me to be present at the warehouse, but I get none of that done. Mm-hmm. So then if I'm there, then I still have to come home and do my job. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, that's where, you know, I'm kind of at right now, if you want like a current situation, yeah, it's a current situation. Is that I do all the bookkeeping too, mm-hmm. and I pay all the bills and payroll and, you know, all those things, which is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. And I don't do them at the warehouse mm-hmm. because... We just don't. I mean, when we're there, we're being pulled in 500 directions. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a little bit difficult to balance that with the expectation of I need to also be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like, um, yeah, I mean, I think that what she's been doing and I do feel like there's resistance and and not for me because I've we've we've learned a lot. But like, where's Amanda? Why isn't she here? Why is it like, you know, why isn't she here today or why? And I'm like, because she's doing, she needs to get stuff done. Like she, she's doing X, Y, Z, all of our staff. So we've gotten beyond that. Like no one asks. 
or assumes. So I would say, I mean, honestly, I think you need to look at the balance of it all. And I think you need to look at what's realistic of bookkeeping. And we we do, Courtney manages cash flow and she pays bills, mm-hmm. but we don't do the bookkeeping. Yeah, I don't balance We books. didn't usually. Yeah. We didn't always. Do yeah, that. we had a business coach and he basically said that I needed to do that. And I, I will say, I also agree. Like I didn't when he told me. Like you take your money from the bank and you balance it in QuickBooks and mm-hmm. okay, oh, yeah. it does that automatically. I mean, it puts it in there right. automatically. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I she just has more everything. of an eyes on it. Yeah. yeah, I allocate everything, and right. that I mean, I'm I'm never caught up on that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, if I mean, just complete transparency. Yeah. Like I'm never caught up. I mean, I also have an infant at home, and so that sure. that does make it a little difficult. But I mean, we have a babysitter too mm-hmm. that helps. Um, but in my eyes. We have Tuesday morning meetings, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like unless I'm needed that I need to be there any right. other day mm-hmm. a week. Yep. Because we have, on any good day, at least at least four, sometimes six staff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely, and yeah, I think speak it's to this, this because is, this is where Holly needs <laughs> to step in too, right? This is where she needs to be. You guys need to be united front, and I think you know, is setting some, some actual office hour boundaries. Like I'm only going to be in the warehouse on these days and just be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be in the warehouse for a Tuesday meeting and I'm going to be the warehouse on Friday from 10 to 12 because that's our busiest time. And then the rest of the time. Well, that's really funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly what did I tell you last week? <laughs> that is what you were going to do. I was like, Fridays are the day when I feel needed. Mm-hmm. Any other day, and I'm it's not when she needed. I'm yeah. wanted. I'm, I'm, yes, and I don't need to be want. I'm wanted by too right. many people. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't be it's wanted be for things that <laughs> are not my job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would definitely say, and then I think it needs to be reinforced by Holly because I think the other part is is to when as long as you guys are agreeing on this schedule that there have been times when I I have felt personally put out by the amount of time I'm in the office and I'm like where's where's Courtney why isn't she here because we haven't we haven't discussed our schedules like yeah. we haven't decided that this is what I'm going to do like I'm going to work from home on Mondays and on Fridays I'm only going to be in the office Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and I'm not going to get to the office till 10 a.m. cuz I don't need to be there till 10 a.m. right but if we don't have that conversation and I I just think it's like why why isn't she there like and then I think the attitude translates to the employees, right? When you feel like, okay, like why why do I have to be here? I'd rather be home working from home, you know? And I think having like really clear expectations of each other and communicating that and then having each other's back and then like shutting it down. Like, I mean, I think for us, like there's been many a times like someone has said something, not necessarily about Courtney, but about an employee, like why isn't such and such here? And I'm like, because that's her schedule because that's what she said she's going to do. She's going to come in 11 on Wednesdays. Like she doesn't need to be mm-hmm. here at 8 a.m., you know? Like, and, I, and I think that the good, I mean, we are united about that. I know that she needs to do what she needs to do right now. So we just haven't talked about it. But I do think that ha- why does it take us so long to have that conversation mm-hmm. you were just talking about? Like how many weeks will go by when you're stir, you're getting stirred up mm-hmm. where it's like, this makes so much sense. Why don't we have a conversation mm-hmm. or establish yeah. this? This could have helped everybody. But, you know, I don't know. I think I think there's just too many emotions to it. And I and this is what I absolutely despise about partnerships. Like I hate it with every being of my soul. I hate the feeling that it has to be a 50 50 thing. Sure. And I am such a justice and fair person that I that have a true. really hard time it not being 50 50. And I know life ebbs and flows. I know there's going to be times like you just had a baby. So you're mm-hmm. probably giving more at this point, 100%. right? But you feel like you're giving 
three hundred percent because it's all that you can do, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. mental plate yes. that you were talking yeah. about earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a topic for another day. It's, it's a lot, but it is a lot. it's you know, and I think that there is, and you know, need to take my own advice here, but there is something where you have to say like it just isn't fifty fifty. Like it just isn't. Yeah, and I think we've had many a uh, deep conversations surrounding this, and lately it's like come to me like as an epiphany. Like the reason for being in a partnership is so that it doesn't have to be 50 50. Yeah. Like there is yeah. going to be times in your life where you're going to be like, I need to take X and I'm going to be able to step up to the plate and absorb that. And there's going to be times mm-hmm. in my life where I'm going to be like, I'm going to take BX and you're going to be able to step up to the plate and absorb that. And that's the beauty of a partnership. Right. Like you should be able to pursue things in your, like you're sharing, you know, half the finances here, as mm-hmm. Dana says all the time, I'd be a multimillionaire if I didn't have this partner. And there should be, <laughs> there should be a benefit to that, right? Like I should be able to go and like pursue this, or mm-hmm. I should be able to have a baby and be able to experience all that stay at home stuff because I have a partner right. and because that partner cares not just about the business, but about my life too. Mm-hmm. And your family. Mm-hmm. What, yes. what point is there? So my son was saying, I'm not starting a business with someone. I want all the money. Like, Mm. you know, he's thinking about that. And I said, that's fine. I said, but also with that, I'm like, I have grown so much as a person by Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. a partner. That's also my family. Like I've elevated as a person. Mm -hmm. And also like I now looking back and I tell Reed all the time, I'm like, you don't want to do it alone. Mm -hmm. No matter how difficult it is. Mm -hmm their life happens and you don't want to do it alone. You're going to be more successful if you work through it. You perfect your partnership. Mm-hmm. You you rise up. You deal with your shit. You deal with your mm-hmm. shit. You, you get better. You grow as a person. Because I think about if we wouldn't have done this, we would have stayed the same people we mm-hmm. were yeah. seven years ago. And, and we've grown so much. Sure. Yeah. And, and the logistical comment to that is <laughs> every single weekend – it takes both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't imagine, nobody's going to care about your business as much no. as you do. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine having to be that person all the time. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it takes both of us. It takes at least one of us, but mm-hmm. it's not always the same person. And even right. though like, we're not there, we're if still there I know in our for minds. a fact mm-hmm. that she can't jump in the box truck and go drive it because there's snow on the road, then I can do it mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like, one of us is always available, but I can't mm-hmm. imagine that always falling on my shoulders mm-hmm. solely. Yeah. Like that yeah. would be, I wouldn't be in business anymore. Yeah. And you have more money, but are you really happy? Like, are mm-hmm. you lonely? Do you feel like you're on an island by mm-hmm. yourself yeah. all the time? Yeah. Like, sure. is it worth it? Mm. Okay. We're going to hit the pause button on this and make it a two-parter. So coming up next week, we continue our conversation with Holly and Amanda and unpack some more disagreements with partners. Fortunately, I'm always right when we disagree. You can keep on thinking that. Thanks for working towards perfection with us today. You can check out Amanda and Holly by visiting their business on Instagram at Greenhouse Picker Sisters. And you can also learn more by visiting GreenhousePickerSisters.com. To learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at Hustle and Gather. And you can learn more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting by heading to our website, HustleandGather.com. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we'll talk to you next time on Hustle and Gather.